Alright, how we doing? How we doing, everyone? Doing alright? Doing good? Everyone enjoy the morning sessions? Yeah, we have a good time. Seven seven. That's always a fun, uh, fun session. Of course, uh, we we have a good time here. So hopefully you've experienced that already. We're excited that you're here at this uh, 145 app session on uh, why plant a church with park. So if you are thinking about planting a church, have not done that already, or if you've done that in the past and you're looking to launch a new church, you are in the right room. My name is Mark Cleary. I'm on staff at the park, and uh, I help oversee all of our church planting activity, and it's an absolute honor to be able to have you in this room with us as we kind of talk about who we are, uh, kind of our history as an organization and why we exist. So ARC is coming on 17 years of uh, being an organization. Kind of started as a dream in a few guys' hearts uh, several years ago because they did not like the way that they planted churches themselves. They did it alone. They did it kind of going around, kind of asking for, for pennies and dimes from anyone and anyone that's been possible. They parachuted into communities and just kind of started. You kind of heard a little bit of that this morning from Pastor Dino, who's one of our founders here at Oregon. And he started on a Wednesday night because that's all they knew as a youth pastor. <laughs> he started with 12 people, and I think seven of those were his family members. And I think... Uh, I'm not even sure if all seven of those came back to the second service. <laughs> those guys got together and they said, what about if we kind of uh, combined all of our resources, not just financially, but the ministry experience that we've gained, and kind of put together a game plan for when couples come to us and say, hey, we want to start a church, that we can help them start more successfully than we do and give them the resources they need, the backing they need relationally, uh, the, the game plan to go into a city, to gather other people around them, to help them raise money. So when they launch, they can launch with sustained momentum already on their first Sunday. That's there on and just carry and carry on. Yeah. That's what we've done the last 16 years. We've learned a lot along the way. Our process has changed quite a bit. It continues to evolve because church planning and church in general continues to evolve as well. And uh, we're just thrilled uh, to be able to uh, work uh, with several other great church planning organizations that are doing amazing things all over the world with church planning. Uh, we're re- really excited as an organization to be in the season we are in right now. This fall, uh, we've launched already a few this fall, probably eight, eight or nine so far, I think. Uh, I think 11 so far this launch season. This coming Sunday, we'll launch 37 churches and then yeah. several more over the next couple weeks. In fact, this launch season this fall, we'll launch more churches uh, in the fall season than we did all the last year. Uh, and uh, it's amazing to see yeah. what God's doing. In 2017, I think we'll get 135, 140 life-giving churches that have been launched yeah. for, uh, for the most that we've ever done. Uh, yeah. We don't necessarily, we, it, it's awesome that the, the numbers is, is where it is as far as the, the quantity. Uh, but what we really are intent on is the quality of the churches that we help launch. Uh, again, we have 16, 17 years of experience going into our process, going into all of the relational environments that we have created, the coaching environments, all those things with one goal in mind, and that's to come alongside amazing couples like yourselves with a dream in your heart to reach people in any community that, that you feel led to, to come alongside and be your biggest cheerleader uh, for you and help you out as, as much as humanly possible we, we can. So what we're going to do this session, I got Josh and Amy Rovery right behind me. Josh and Amy helped lead the church planning process. If you have already started in the process, you probably either talked with Amy and or Josh, both of them already. If not, uh, you want to get to know them. They're going to be an incredible resource and asset to you uh, relationally uh, and uh, with just uh, all sorts of experiences as, as well that they have to offer you. So uh, we're going to kind of go over our church planning process. Before we do that, how many of you have heard of ARC before this conference? Anyone? Some of you, some of you haven't? Great. Well, hopefully by the time you leave this session, you'll kind of know all of our team. So our mission statement is we exist to help launch, connect, and equip uh, life-giving churches all over the world. And we do that by helping launch life-giving churches um, as well. We have a four-step process, and we're going to kind of unpack that over here in the next few minutes. Uh, it's a real simple process. Uh, we, there's an application process. Step one is apply. You go online, you fill out some information there. And then we, uh, uh, we, we train you, then we get you some great coaching, and then we help fund your launch all the way up until your launch day. We're there to be with you as well. But I want to kind of unpack that a little bit, and I got the experts right here, Josh and Amy, to do that. So, Josh, I believe you got it first, or did Amy have it first? I, I got my notes over there. So. I believe in putting my best foot forward, so I'll let my wife go first. <laughs> 
Okay, well, welcome. It's so great to see all of you guys. It does um, my heart so good to see so many people that have a dream to plant a church. Um, I believe it is um, no greater calling. Um, we know, and one reason why I love doing what we do is that the number one way someone comes to Christ in America is through a new church, through a brand new church plan. So I just applaud you for what you're trying to do, what's on your heart to do, and any way that we can help you and assist you in that we want want to do everything we can to see that dream come true. So um, if you like what you hear today and you're learning more and more about ARC, um, and if you maybe you don't know that much about ARC, I would first encourage you to go on our website, arcchurches.com, and click launch or click start a church. There's several places that on our homepage you'll see launch or you'll see simply start a church and you can click that and it's going to bring you to our launch process and explain what that is. And we have eight free videos up there and it really explains our model in a nutshell, what it means to launch large, launch strong. And you watch those eight videos and if that really, man, if that's something that you've been waiting to hear, if it's been a breath of fresh air, like wow, this really clicks with the way I believe God's called me to launch my church, then I encourage you to go ahead and click apply. So it's that simple. Um, if you're if you are familiar with ARC and the way our process used to be, you would come to training and maybe um, see and maybe later down the road click apply, and then you had to come in again and do an interview face to face with someone. So you had to fly to ARC twice to do this and go through our process. But we have really worked hard um, over the past year to streamline this process and make it as convenient as possible for you guys as church planners because we know you already have so much on your plate. So you actually go through the whole application, and maybe you're familiar with the term assessment process online, and you click apply, we're going to set up a profile, and you're going to go through a series of 12 tasks. And I won't go into all the nitty-gritty, but it's very simple on there, online. And um, once you go through that, we have a team that meets, and they're a review team. They look over your application, and they um, are not trying to decide whether or not God has called a couple to plant a church. They're just trying to decide if right now is the time for you to do that, and if it would be a good fit for the ARC model, and if the ARC model would be a good fit for what God has called you to do. So it's that simple. Click apply on our website. And, um, it can take about two weeks for you to complete all of those 12 tasks. Um, again, because it's taking place of what would be a face-to-face interview and you would fly to us. So it can take about two weeks to complete them all. Um, so you, you want, some people get it done in a week, but sometimes it can take a little bit longer. So you'll want to get on that and do that. Um, but we encourage you to go ahead and apply somewhere in that 12 to 18 month period before you want to launch. You can do it six months before you launch, um, but 12 months would probably be a sweet spot. So if you see yourself launching a church um, sometime in 2018, definitely go ahead when you leave here and click that apply button. Awesome. My turn. Thank you, babe. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you know, I always like to start off with uh, with the why. why. Why do we do this? You know, why did Amy and I move to Birmingham, Louisiana to do this? And uh, that can be answered in two things. Well, I heard Billy Hornsby, who's the founder of ARC, one of the founders of ARC, say uh, he wants to find his success in helping other people find theirs. And that's really become like a life motto for me, a mission for me, is that I realize that if I go and find success for myself, I may or may not find it. But if I can help other people find success for themselves, I can multiply my success. So it truly is an honor and privilege for us to be able to serve you guys in this process. We want to help you find success, whatever that looks like for you in your situation when you come to ARC. Another reason why we're so passionate about doing this and helping you guys be successful is because we know the people that you're going to reach in your cities. And we want to we want to help you find the best way to reach people. I grew up in a family that wasn't stable, but there was a stabilizing factor in my life, and that was the name of Jesus Christ that changed my life. And I know that when you start your church, there's going to be kids that would have grown up in homes without Christ that will have Christ because of you. And so, again, Amy and I just celebrate you. We applaud you for being here, taking some time to come and learn about our process. It's it's a passion of ours, and I really consider it an honor to uh, walk with you through this. And so uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the training portion of what we offer. And, I, and I'm really excited to talk about this because I really feel like uh, we have some of the best training for church planners anywhere. And there's a lot of great places you can go, and you can get some great principles, and we do that as well. We learn from others. But we have some great model churches that have gone before us, like Church of the Highlands with Chris Hodges, uh, Pastor Chris. And uh, they're having, I believe, over 40,000 on the weekend services now. And so that was one of our first church plants. And so we've taken some of those 
principle is that Church of the Highlands, New Life Church, a lot of our lead team churches have used and, and are giving them to you. And when the people get up and teach them, you're hearing from church planters that have found success in our model. The people that you'll hear from in just a minute, they're, they're church planters and coach uh, in art that have become coaches because what they've done has worked. I mean, it's always better to learn from someone when it's worked. You can learn from someone where it hasn't worked, am I right? But it's always good to watch what hasn't worked. I learned what not to do from some folks, but these are people we can learn uh, what to do from as well. And so uh, we actually provide free training online right now without any commitment from you to Mark. Uh, there, this portion is called the Eight Essentials of Church Planning. It used to be part of our paid training. I uh, love the heart of Mark. Uh, it's so generous. We wanted to give that away. So right now today, you can go on, create an account for free, and get the Eight Essentials of Church Planning for Pastor Chris. I've watched him several times. My wife has watched him several times. It's very, very uh, life-changing stuff for leaders. Uh, you can get that for free today. Uh, and then the way our process works after that for training is instead of you coming and sitting in a classroom and learning and taking notes and then going back and putting together a plan, we've turned that around and we provided the training for you online. And the thinking behind that is, is that as you watch each training session, there's an action step connected to it that will help you put together a systematic plan to launch a church. So instead of the homework being, hey, define the doctrine of church planning, it's what's your marketing budget, okay? Who are you going to get on your launch team? Where's the potential spot you can have a church uh, plant one day? And you put that plan together, and that's when you come to us. When that's completed, you watch these uh, 11, 12 videos online. Uh, you bring that plan together, and you come to an intensive. The intensive has been something we've uh, we, I've never received such good feedback at ARC over something like we've heard about the intensive. And what we do is... Uh, when you come to the intensive, you bring that plan and you're at a round table with the coach. And so for two and a half days, you're working your plan. You're getting feedback from them. They're giving you feedback. We bring in some experts in different areas like business people where you can practice your fundraising pitch and they give you feedback like, I would never give to that vision. You need to change this up. Or really good job. Focus more on this. Uh, let your wife talk. I've kind of learned that from listening to our fundraising guys. And, hey, this guy did a great pitch, but then let his wife talk. And so you'll get that kind of hands-on training. And that coach that you meet right there is the person that walks with yeah. you all the way through uh, launch day. And I think um, Amy wants to share a little bit about um, the three M's, how you know you're ready to click that apply button. Yeah, so, um, so if you, if, again, if, if all of this resonates with you and you say, okay, I, I believe I'm called to plan a church, but I'm not sure if now's the time or praying through when is the right time, and we, um, we kind of have boiled it down to something in a cute little name, the three M's. And so for ARC and that application, what are we looking for? If now is the right time for you to plan a church and come to our training and come to the intensive like Josh is talking about. And it's we're looking at your marriage, your money, and your ministry. And we're, not, we're just trying to decide if those things are in a healthy place for you to launch a church right now. So your marriage, you know, can it withstand the challenges of church planning? There, you know, there are many amazing, exciting, adventurous things ahead of you in church planning. And there might be a couple of challenges as well, but they're going to be over come, amen, um, because God's called you to do this and He is with you, but is your marriage at a healthy place to do this? And then is your ministry experience one that has prepared you to lead at a senior level? So for your marriage in the application, we're going to ask you to sit down with a certified Christian counselor or a pastor that also has counseling credentials and has experience in that to assess the health of your marriage. And we're going to send them a report and they send that report back to us. And then for your ministry, we're going to get four ministry references, one of them from your senior pastor to see, are you ready to lead at a senior level? Has the ministry experience you've come from, is it ready right now for you to plant a church? And then the third area is your money. So marriage, ministry, money. And we'll run a credit check on both you and your spouse just to see money-wise, are you in a healthy place to plant a church? Because how, how many of you know you go plant a church, your church doesn't have a credit score yet. So when you go to lease your school or you go to lease your theater or community center, whose credit are they going to run? They're going to run yours. And so our heart is really to protect you so that you don't get all the way down and move to that city only to run into an issue. So we want to do everything we can to help you guys get healthy and be ready to plant that church that is going to be so effective in your city and affect the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Preacher, she's preaching it. She's asking for amens. Yeah. Talk about the application. 
Praise him. Praise him.
Well, my name is Elias. My wife is Melissa. She's not here with me today. Um, but we launched the church in Santa Clarita, which is a suburbs of Los Angeles. Uh, two weeks ago, from two weeks from now, will be a year since we launched. So, yeah, it's been a great journey, uh, and we know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Ark. The coaches that they've yeah. placed in our lives, and even some people who weren't assigned as coaches, but have kind of just taken up that role in our lives, and, and are just there surrounding us with, with wisdom and stuff. So I uh, can't wait to talk more today about what God has done through us and, and in us and our community. So uh, yeah, so we are limitless as any of the church. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. So we're limitless because we have no limits. Come on. But you. Hi, my name is Jeremy Bosman. This is my beautiful wife, Lindsay. And um, seven months ago, we planted a church here in Las Vegas in the southwest part of town. And uh, seven months old, so we are successful. We did it. uh, But we launched with ARC. And uh, on launch day, we had 389, but since seven months now, we've had 97 documented salvations. So that's the real number. Uh, just seeing people accept Jesus, uh, join Growth Track, join the, um, the A-team is what we call it. And they're serving, making a difference. And uh, it's been an awesome journey. And I know that there's more questions, but uh, ARC has just been so phenomenal. So this is step one, because we had no idea, how do you start a church? Like, do we find a closet somewhere, and we'll just ask people to come in, and how do we do this? How do we launch strong? How do we launch successfully? How do we do this? And ARC gave us all those tools and those resources, and cheered us on. So. Everything he said, and our name of the church is Avenue. Avenue Church. And I'm Lindsay. Awesome. Well, each of you kind of touched base on this just a little bit, but a lot of people, when they first come to ARC, uh, they like the fact that we give uh, financial resources to help start a church. Um, on average, I think we help fund between fifty and $55,000 per church. Uh, we help, that's all goes towards the launch of the church, and we also, uh, there's an opportunity to get additional funding to help with your budget once you launch as well. So that's definitely a great aspect of ARC, you know, mm-hmm. to do that. That's a no-interest loan. I mean, it's, it's you know, very, very friendly mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do that. In fact, we don't even say loan. Forgive me for that. We say investment because um, we believe that's exactly what it is. We are not a bank, so therefore it is not a loan. It is an investment. But outside of the finances, we can kind of take a turn, maybe 60-second type answer. What were some of the other reasons why each of you uh, decided to launch your church through ARC? Sure, absolutely. Um, Our started with a coffee shop conversation. He said, what are you guys, what's your dream? And we said, well, our dream is to lead a church one day. Well, have you heard of ARC? And no, you got to get there if that's the dream in your heart. And so we went about, did it ourselves and went to launch training, the old process, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but it was incredible that the reason why we loved ARC so much was for two reasons, resources and relationship, because you all come with a dream. Church planning starts as a dream. But then there's an overwhelming realization that settles in that, holy smokes, he wants me to plan a church. And how do I do that? From the details of a 501c3 to what is the prog- or the process going to be for someone mm-hmm. to join the team? Where is the church going to be located? And so I would say the resources are going to be a clear process. Um, it's not just about the money. It's about the details um, that you're going to learn and the resources that you're going to have, but also for relationships. Mm-hmm. It's the coaching, but it's also the cheering along. Yeah. So we love the culture. We love the DNA of ARC. And we said we not just want to, we have to be a part of this if we're going to plant a church. I mean, I'll say when we walked out of Ark and back, it was the old, you know, the older, you know, 2.0, and we walked out of it going, you know what, we, we don't know where we're going to plant. We know we had a desire in our heart to plant. And when we walked out of that intensive, that training, um, I was ready to take over the world. I was ready to launch 10 churches in one month. Yeah, I mean, I was like, let's take this thing. Uh, because it was such a fire hydrant, you know, uh, of information. And, but it, t- it gave us confidence. And not only that, it was part of a family. You know, there's networks, there's this, there's that. But it's part of a family. And it's a true family. When I say family, you know, you, you can, you know, it's a, it's a big word, right? Like, we're brothers and sisters. But no, it really it, is a family where guys are cheering you on, uh, gals are going, come on, fist bump, you got this, you know, you're five days away, you're five months away, uh, you've got to do this, but uh, ARC's just, it's successful because, and it's almost like if you plant with ARC, you will not fail because of the people around you, because of the cheers of them around you, I mean, people are running beside you going, you got this, you can do this with the resources, with all the information, so that's why, launch with ARC. So good. So, um, 
I think our story is a little um, intense in a way, the reason why we launched ARC. So I think you need to understand something about our situation, our context, and that's the fact that I am a second generation pastor uh, and first generation American. So my, my parents immigrated here to, to, this, to this beautiful country. They built the American dream and they planted a Spanish speaking only church. They pastored there for 20 years. They're still there. It's, mm. They've done great things. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and then the Lord calls my wife and I to pastor a church. We just knew it wasn't, it wasn't to succeed them, but to launch a church. Mm-hmm. And my parents grew up in a culture of church uh, planting and church growth and church ministry where you're a maverick. So you're, you're, you're a pastor. It's kind of like you and your wife uh, are alone in this world. It's just you guys leading the church. Mm-hmm. You don't really have many pastor friends. And, and it's not something you do, at least in our community and our culture, that's just a thing. There's not that much unity. Uh, so when my wife and I decided to plant a church, we kind of had, without really identifying it, we just already had that built in us, that that mentality that, you know, we're, we're going to do this, it's just us and God, and, and that was it. And, and we had no idea that there was a group of people who were willing to come alongside of you to cheer you on and to, to invest time in you, to go out and to have a cup of coffee with you, and to genuinely build a relationship with you without an agenda. Uh, not trying to get on your platform or, or them for your or them or you for that for theirs, but simply trying to help you be the best yeah. uh, version of you, the version that God called. Uh, help you get to where God wants you to be. So I remember uh, turning to my wife because we went to the, this was the old way before, so before you were able to go to the training without actually being a part of ARC yet. So we went to the training and I remember telling my wife, I said this, I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to rip everything off. I'm going to do all the ARC strategy. I'm going to do all the resources, but I'm not going to join ARC. And, and that was that was our mentality. That's how, that's how we were, it was kind of built on us. That's how it was. And uh, I remember I had never, ever in my life been, I felt like I never in my life had a group of people just chasing after us and telling us, uh, we're with you, you know, why Why don't you just join ARC, man, we want to just come alongside of you, and then they would say things like, you know what, you don't even have to join ARC, we just want to do life with you anyways, and it was just such a genuine thing, my, my wife and I just turned around and said, you know, we would be so dumb to not go ahead and just break this cycle of, mm-hmm. of this maverick mentality. We don't That's have good. to do this alone. We can lock arms with a group of people who want to see us succeed. And for us, that was the reason we launched with ARC. Yeah. is because we wanted to be a part of this tribe. Mm-hmm. That's good. Come on, man. I had a mentor in my life um, that found out that there was a dream in my heart to plant a church. And he said, hey, before you go, um, at least go get assessed by these guys. Because he had spent some time and got to know the art guys. And so they know what they're doing. They're doing it right. Go through the assessment and at least find out for your sake and for those that you're raising money from if you have the gas in the tank to plant a church. And so I had never heard of art ever. We booked a ticket to go back to Birmingham and go through training and assessment and the whole thing. And I walked in kind of thinking, I'm going to eat the meat and spit out the bones. And we'll see what these guys have to teach me. A little bit of arrogant and prideful and um, I remember in the first session that the trainer Josh Monty shared the statistic that church planting is the second most failed endeavor in the United States second only to the restaurant industry so 80% of people that go out to plant a church fail and then they have to pick up the pieces of their broken dream and their broken life and their broken finances and their home life and now what do I do and where do I go and so he said but the difference is with ARC after five years, 92% of our churches are self-sustaining. Yeah. 92. He said, so you can either be on the, like, gamble on the, hopefully you're part of that 20%, or you can join ARC and be a part of the 92. That's right. And I'm not the biggest math guy in the world, but I said, like, I think I want to be a part of the 92 and just started learning everything that they had to offer. We walked in a little skeptical and curious and we walked out going, no, this is our family. This is our tribe. This is who we're going to be a part of. We're all in 100% and we just ran the play. So that's our story. It's good. I think real quick, the biggest thing for me is is the value that they place on you after launch day Um, Mm -hmm. because... They're going to teach you how to do everything up to, and there's a lot of great church kind of organizations that do that. And, and I've been a part of a few previous to ARC, but the value that they place on you after launch day to help you continue to get healthy uh, in your home and in your church yeah. uh, is, is so incredible. It's, it's, it's not like, well, you launched, we're going to the next one. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that at all. So that's in some of my best friends in the world that I talk to daily. 
uh, is people that I've met at the intensive with, and other church planners in art and so forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And look, if y'all, if anyone has a question, just raise your hand. I'll get around to you. We'll have uh, time at the end to uh, take any questions as well. So okay. just look your hand up if you do have any questions. Uh, Danny, a question for you. You kind of, when you introduced yourself and you told told about Sun City and stuff, uh, you mentioned that you were a little skeptical that the art model you thought maybe it was just a southeast kind of thing, like a little SEC football kind of only kind of thing. Uh, you discovered that uh, it, could, it could work in the Pac-12 too, as well. You know, but, uh, what do you think it is? Uh, foundational <coughs> principles. Why do you think they translated? Uh, to where you are and can translate to the Northeast just like they can to Southern California, just like they can to the Southeast? Because the needs in the human heart are the same regardless of what part of the country that you're a part of. And you do have to exegete your culture. You do have to take some of the things and uh, consider it a little bit differently. I remember uh, one of the things that they mentioned in my intensive that I went through is that when you go to raise funds, you put on a suit. And I literally had not seen anybody wear a suit for, like, my whole life. Like, just in the Northwest, nobody does that. So there's there maybe is a few cultural pieces that you uh, translate to where you live. But by and large, when it comes to the systems um, of what you learn, like, the needs of the human heart are the same. And so the, the ways that we reach out to people mm-hmm. and the ways that we welcome people and the small group structures and growth track and all of the, the systems, it just, it just translates. So you don't have to uh, – I, I think that the idea uh, – and this is what every pastor says and every church planner says – is my city's hard. Mm-hmm. Like God's called me to a really hard place, you know, and, and churches don't make it here. And this is the church graveyard. Like I've heard every pastor say that about mm-hmm. uh, their city. And so the truth is that oftentimes this idea of, well, that works in the South and that's how it is down in Alabama, it's honestly just more of an excuse for the reasons why what we're doing isn't working rather than just being humble enough to learn from people that have that's learned good. what works and it's really good. systems. That's really good. Um, Elias, uh, for you, what would you, if you had one single takeaway from kind of the lessons learned through the art uh, launch process and even, even you know, since, you, since you launched, what would that be? Um, I think that, uh, well, what I've taken away for sure is that there are good ways to plant churches and there are better ways mm-hmm. to plant churches. And I think that um, uh, I've learned that there are people who have gone before us that uh, who, who are doing great things and it's okay for me to learn from them and not be labeled, you know, uh, some just ripping someone off or, yep. or just a copy of someone else, but that uh, God wants to populate heaven and plunder hell, and that is the bottom line. Right. Yep. And we got to do whatever it takes to get there, whatever mm-hmm. it takes to succeed in mm-hmm. our mission field. And if there are people who are doing the things that work, why not try it? Uh, because my, I just cannot allow my ego to ever get to such a place where I want to be. I'm more concerned with being original yeah. than I am concerned with seeing people saved. So it's yeah. the, the, big, the biggest thing yeah. I'm taking is yeah. I can learn from people. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. Uh, Jeremy and Lindsay, um, you all went through, uh, you, you, you all have heard us kind of going to an old process and a newer process where mm-hmm. the first year or, or kind of uh, process that's kind of evolved. Um, you were trained to the old process, now you're helping coach in your new process. Talk to us about that coaching relationship. How, how, what have you seen in, in that dynamic that you believe is advantageous? Do you want to go first? Go ahead, you're first. Okay. Um, well, with the old process, you know, Josh had mentioned that the people with the experience were on the platform while you had your workbook and were taking down information. And what the new process has done, it's eliminated the rows in the space between the person wanting to plant the church and the person with the experience of both planting and the success in planting. That is amazing. And so now you've changed it from rows to tables, round tables, mm-hmm. where you get to sit down with someone who's been through and gone through what you're about to go through. And you put your dream on that table. And I want to touch on something because you talked about being original. What's so beautiful about being a part of ARC is you're not going to be an ARC minion. I don't want you to think that. What what they're trying to communicate and what we're trying to communicate is don't reinvent the wheel. Don't try to reinvent a process that doesn't work. But what I saw as being a coach with these excited new church planners was that I got to see their creativity flourish. 
I got to see their personalities. They weren't losing anything of who they were. But what they were doing is enhancing and moving who they are to excellence so that they can then go and plant a church that would reach the most people possible. And so the coaching is an amazing dynamic where you bring your dream to that table. And we get to go piece by piece, whether it's your website or your marketing plan, um, your ideas of how do I throw a party and invite people to it so I can tell them uh, child care for these things. Every little little detail that's going to take to get you to launch day, yep. we get to talk about that. And you're talking about it with someone who loves you, who's fighting for you, who believes in you. Yeah. You're not just exposing your dream to someone who's not going to do something awesome with it. Yeah. It's really an iron sharpens iron yeah. is what I've seen more than anything. Um, because I was even, as being a coach, encouraged by what they were doing. And I was given new ideas yeah. mm-hmm. at that table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I would say it's definitely you're going from rows to circles, but that what we did was we spent two days, two and a half days at a table with two other churches that are about to plant, about to launch. And it was just fun to sit down and say, here it is. Let's, let's get into the details. And for me, it was like we went from a conference to a one-on-one mentoring. Here we go. Let's, let's hash this out. Let's talk about this. And the way the ARC set it up, it was just it was so healthy. It was healthy to take something and say, hey, I think we should change this, or this is amazing. Let's run with this. And, and all the different things that we were able to do. So the you know, I could see it just got better. You know, The process was amazing, and it just got better and with that process it really began to set uh, them up for uh, success not only the way we were set up for success but I I began to even walk away as a coach just fired up he came back to my church and said here we go baby it's like I'm launching again (laughs) because of the zealous because of the passion because of the energy of those two that even we were coaching so that's why it's just been amazing it it is amazing to see I think Elias you kind of alluded to it a little bit that uh, you bond with that coach Mm -hmm. they really become not so much of a coach as more of a friend as the journey yes can you speak a little bit towards that because you mentioned that not only did I have a good relationship with my exact coach that you know was with me um, but I've met some other coaches slash now probably lifelong friends as well yeah, I mean, uh, there are people like, for example, Robinson, Scary Megan, who uh, just took time out of their schedules to sit with my wife and I, uh, and it was just so cool that it's just so cool to see another couple mm-hmm. who were willing to just sit down and invest. And Megan inspired my wife, and, and Carrie just saw them and on with us, even though they weren't our coaches. Uh, Sean is my is my official coach, Sean Epstad, and he's been amazing as well. I thought it was cool how it wasn't just limited to just, okay, my, my, my relationship is only going to be with my coach. No, he's just one person who, who was there. And we felt so close to the Robinsons at that point because we were just so grateful that we even asked them to be on our board of overseers. And they're on our board of overseers. Now their voices in our lives. We kind of just made that relationship official because of how much we value them and how mm-hmm. much we value their voice. We know that we need that voice continually in our mm-hmm. lives. Uh, and I thank God that art you know, creates a setting where, where we can do that. And it's cool because it, it, it's, now it's a culture. So it's a culture in art where uh, I've received so much from people like uh, like, like the Nefsads or the Robinsons and, um, or, or even you know, the Normans, you know, Chris Norman and stuff, where I've received from them uh, their time and voice. Where now I want to make myself available as well to those who are next and next week because I received it. Why not give it as well? So I just like. I, just, I got a couple more questions and then we'll take any questions that you all have um, as well. Joel, what would you say? What is the now that you're a few years removed to, to come four years or coming up on five? Coming up on five years. What would be one of the biggest mistakes you can see church planners making? Um, so I made two. Write uh, <laughs> <laughs> these down. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, just a little bit what they said about trying to be original with everything and, uh, and, and kind of taking that pride and maybe this is not a church, it's not going to be a carbon copy of something else. It's not a carbon copy, you're a tribe. And culture is all about language and, and what you see in New York. So if you're going to be a part of it, drink the Kool Aid and go all in. And so, you know, trying to reinvent all of this stuff. I remember uh, Pastor Chris said one time in a little roundtable session, he said, listen, I've already preached all these sermons. Right. Take them and spend the first year of your relationship, of your ministry building relationships Mm -hmm. and loving people. And uh, so that was was a tough pill for me to swallow. And 
and after a few months and then a few buckings in, I finally, you know, just did that. It's okay, I'm gonna go all in. And the second yeah. one is just isolating myself during tough times. Um, and because the enemy loneliness will destroy the church planner and they're like you're the only one, I promise you you're not the only we all quit on Mondays. We all do. <laughs> and uh, and you know, we all have low Sundays and when you just want to go get Taco Bell and go home and that's it. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and so isolating myself um, and, and 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 feeling sorry for myself and you know it's okay to have some moments like that, but you know, uh, initiated and I'm serious. There's there's not a person in the art office or any of my overseers which I met through art, uh, or some of my best brothers in the board that I have never texted or called and they haven't either answered or responded in, uh, very, very quickly. So. Uh, I encourage you if you have any questions now is a great time to ask it. If anyone does raise their hand, let me know also do it. What's your name? Uh, Josh Josh <laughs> Actually, I come from India right now, and I'm planning church in Bombay. Uh, we run an orphanage also. I've been in ministry for the past 20 years, and uh, my great heart, like, I heard about ARC uh, through Bishop Satish Kaikode from South Carolina, and uh, they told me, like, uh, if you want to see your church, like, grow in a massive way, then you should come and see. Mm-hmm. So, now I understood here, but I wanted to ask you, does ARC has a even connection like in India if they want to plan a church in India so they like to partner with us yeah we actually do we uh, uh, our offices out of Birmingham we focus a little bit on the domestic side but we also have a department called Art Global um, in fact they have an app session next at 3 o'clock in room um, in room 4 downstairs room 5 downstairs room 5 downstairs room 5 downstairs in the what we do globally is we partner with local churches in those areas, whether it's defined by the continent or region or the country itself, to find like-minded pastors that want to combine their resources, financial, relational, ministry experience, those resources together to help generalize yourself and try to do works no matter where they are. So I encourage you to check that, that session out. Thank you for coming. It's an honor. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Steve, and pleasure to meet you guys. My question is, I think Elias maybe you're uniquely qualified to answer this. Um, I've been a part of my church for 10 years, and I love my pastor. I'm incredibly grateful for him. Mm-hmm. And asked him about a month ago, hey, this is in my heart, and he recommended it. And I was familiar with our hey, come to the, and I've come to Mark. Um, but as your dad and your pastor, because he, he feels very much like a father to me, yeah. how did you navigate that? Did you play mm-hmm. close by? How did you honor him as your pastor and as your dad? Uh, but also, I, I just, I mean, I mean, I'm curious to know how did you do that? How do you practically do that? Um, yeah, uh, that's a great question. And uh, so our, our situation is very, very unique, um, but I still practice some things that I feel can help you or uh, guide you. One, I was supposed to succeed him, uh, but I felt from God that I wasn't the right person to. Uh, he felt the same. We took two days, we prayed, I told him, uh, we talked about, we, we had a lot of conversations. So yeah, one thing is we had a lot of conversations. And in our conversations, we realized that we were we were both not sure if that was going to be a fit. So we decided to take two days, we prayed on, uh, we asked God to guide us and stuff. And we met him two days afterwards, and we both came up with the same answer. The Lord told him, I'm not the one, and helped me make peace with the fact that I wasn't either. Uh, and... He then actually is the one who said, you know, you need to go out and plant the church then. You are a pastor, so go out and plant it. So that did come from him. However, what I did do is I submitted to every single part of the process that he wanted me to submit to. Mm-hmm. I still stayed on staff for a year, uh, uh, leading up to launch. So I stayed on staff for a year, and then I went off, and as we started to launch team meetings and all of that, uh, I respected the, the, the process all the way. I did launch about 20 minutes away, but ours is not a Spanish-speaking church. Mm-hmm. His is. Uh, so that's the only reason that we, we 
and when I talked to a lot of my even uh, friends that I was making at art at that point mm-hmm. about all of that, whether that's okay or not and stuff, and my father had no problem with it. So I would say I have a lot of conversations with the pastor, a lot, a lot, a lot, spend time with him, make sure he feels loved and valued, mm-hmm. always, always honored. Uh, to this day, I always go back and uh, make sure that he knows that we are where we are yeah. because of yeah. him and the seeds that he's planted. Yeah. And then they went out and helped match and helped us get funds because when art approved us and we got the matching funds, they gave us considerable uh, donation mm-hmm. towards that. So there's honor in the whole thing, and, and we were so blessed to start the way we did. And, and I always mm-hmm. say that uh, we always give credit. I always give credit to him as my pastor still. Uh, so I think that there, honor has to be part of every single step in communication. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Man, I would love to say that was our, our story. We were at a church for 10 years, and God called us to plan. We said, okay, where, Lord? Long story short, he said, Vegas. I said, I'm in Vegas. You know, like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I want this to work, you know, all that. And, but he called us to the southwest. It was about 30, 40 minutes away from where we were at. And that was a big leap of faith. But the biggest thing we had to do was communicate. Uh, keep the doors open for communication. So we, we met with our pastor and just poured our heart out. Like, we love it here. We love you. Um, you're an amazing pastor. You're an amazing boss. But this is what God's doing. And God's called us to plant. And so just what uh, he said was, we, we said, you know, what do you want us to do? And then we worked our tails off working for him and planting. And working our tails off, meaning, um, you know, replacing ourselves, mm-hmm. um, training whoever he placed in our, in our position. And saying, setting it all up, plus doing intrasocials, plus, you know, 501c3, all those things, because we want to honor him. And no expectations of him. Just, will you bless us as, a, as our pastor? He prayed over us, but it was amazing to see that, uh, you know, for him to say, we're going to do an offering. If you want to follow them, you can follow them. Um, even giving them a list of, uh, these are people that are interested. Here you go from your church. Can they come? If you don't want them to, I'll I'll, I'll make sure they don't come, you know what I mean? And, uh, but it's just a process, because was clearly communicated. He blessed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, as a staff, when we review the application process, we can, we can tell, um, uh, well, I'll just say this, honor is very, very important yeah. to us. Right. Yeah. And we always, the best yeah. advice I can give future church planners that will be senior pastors is consider yourself 10 years from now yeah. and when your staff yeah. members is coming That's to right. you with the dream yeah. on their heart, how would you like to be treated? And that can usually take care of it. It's a very serious point where application process is the honor show. And if you say, what about if I don't come from a healthy environment, leadership-wise? That's never an excuse not to honor the God-given authority that God has placed in your life as well. Trust me, even if you receive news that you don't necessarily like to hear right away, when you show honor, it's amazing the doors that open up for you. Absolutely. And I'll just say... Doing that, mm-hmm. there's nothing that you can do that will outpace the blessing of God on your church. Mm-hmm. Like no marketing strategy, no growth track that you implement, nothing you do that Ark will teach you will be more important for how your church will successfully reach people, assimilate people, raise disciples than God putting his hand of blessing on your church. And the way that you navigate your season with your pastor as you're transitioning from a staff person or congregant or whatever it is, the way that you navigate that with honor will determine the level of blessing to a large degree. Um, And there's just nothing you can do to make up for that. So my biggest advice, get blessable, stay blessable, do everything you can. And the other thing I tell you, so my pastor, we served for 10 years there and long, slow transition before we planted the church. Only 5% of churches ever send out another mm-hmm. church. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's always a sword to the sending pastor. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you go have that conversation, and you're a great leader, and they want you a part of the team, but helping them understand now you get to be a part of an elite level of ministries yeah. that actually reproduce into a new church somewhere, that's, that's an good. honor and privilege. That's, 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 that's really good. Is King. I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, so my question is on the lines of career. So did you, one, my first question is, did you have a career before you started? And two, did you quit your job to actually continue to start um, maintaining the church and focus directly on that? Um, and also two questions. Did you have a job? Did you want your job? 
Thank you for your time. Thank you to our, our uh, church planners and coaches. 